if you've ever listened to a podcast or read one of my books and thought, I wish I knew if that was the right thing for my body, or how could I make that work with my schedule and responsibilities, I've got something for you. A new workbook by me coming out late spring. My Perfect Movement Plan, the Move Your DNA all-day workbook, is for your specific situation because you are going to finish writing it. When you're finished, you will have a guide to a personalized movement diet that nourishes your body in the ways that you need it to. My Perfect Movement Plan is available for pre-order now, and if you pre-order from the publisher, there's a bonus, a free ticket to an upcoming online workshop, Spot the Missing Micronutrients. It's a 90-minute class where you'll learn about five often missing movement micronutrients, and these are subtle movements of the body. In this case, we'll be looking in the shoulders and the hips and the feet that are often tied to pain or injury in those areas. In this workshop, I'll also show you how to supplement with exercise vitamins. I'm putting air quotes around vitamins and how to adjust your regular movement so exercise supplementation isn't as necessary. Pre-order now at mpmpbook.com. That's my perfect movement plan, mpmpbook.com. And you'll automatically receive a bonus class ticket. But wait, there's more. Um, I'm going to be drawing three names from these pre-orders and these peeps are going to get a small group session with me to go over your perfect movement plan. So you can ask me questions and we'll brainstorm your specific situation on a Zoom call together. I cannot wait. So head over to mpmpbook.com for all the details on the book and the bonuses. Read through the frequently asked questions, order the book, get the class, and then get moving. I'm so excited to share this workbook. It's the missing puzzle piece you've been waiting for, and it's so very actionable. This is Katie B, and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. Enjoy. You're listening to Katie Says, the podcast that helps you become aligned and well. Join us for conversations with Katie Bowman, biomechanist, creator, and director of the Restorative Exercise Institute, author, teacher, blogger, mother, and total body nerd. Understand the mechanical causes of modern ailments, learn how to fix them, and restore yourself to a more functional state of natural human movement. We hope you find the general information on biomechanics, movement, and alignment informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and shouldn't be used as such. And now, your host, Danny Hammett. Hey, it's Katie Says. I'm Danny. I got Katie here on the other line. Hi. What's up today? Oh, not much. Um, the weather? <laughs> the weather's up. The weather is and up. It's um actually it's beautiful. Never mind. The weather's not even up. Nothing's up. Just Nothing's um up. just my spirits. Just a busy gal. Busy yeah, gal doing it, her thing, spreading the word. Lucky to be doing so. Yeah, you are. We're lucky you're doing it too. All right. So our last show we talked about the core, capital T, capital C, the core. 
anybody who's somebody, they want to know all about the core. And you propose a whole different way of connecting with and using your core in your latest book, Move Your DNA, um, which didn't I read is in its second, what, second print? What? We did, I know. What? What? We, just, <laughs> what, what? we sold out of our first print, which is the I can't even. That rules. It's crazy. It's great. It's it's amazing, but even even more exciting to me. Like I'm glad I'm glad that there's a lot of people out there reading and finding value in the book and recommending the book. Because keep in mind, we sold out our first print, and technically speaking, the book just came out yesterday. So the book's actually been shipping for about um, ten weeks. It came out a little bit earlier, so it's been shipping the pre-sales over the over the end of the summer in September. But with the official release date of yesterday to have already been sold out of our first print was was crazy. But even even more than that was that the foreign translations. Foreign translations. Well, so where now? Who wants? Well, Korea, the Korean publishing company just bought the rights to all three books, Alignment Matters, The Foot Book and (sighs) Move Your DNA, which is neat. And The Foot Book was just was already translated into Russian, but it's just it's just out now. It takes like 18 months. Oh, it takes such a long time for publishing to actually produce the book. And then um, we just got the inquiry for rights to to the Czech, Czechoslovakian translation. So I just want a copy of them all, like right there. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. It's just so neat to think about so many people all over the world reading and learning this stuff. And I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-mm. Good one, Anya. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. That was very Irish of you. (laughs) So when we talk about core, something that always, always will invariably come up is a discussion or questions about diastasis recti. Recti? How do you say it? Diastasis recti? I say say diastasis recti. And and some some people say diastasis recti. We're going to call it DR for short. Okay. So that's their new name that we're stamping. Boom. It's DR, diastasis recti. For those of you listening who've already been diagnosed with this or self-diagnosed with DR, you know what it is. But um, KB, would you mind (laughs) defining it for those who aren't familiar with the condition? All right, KB on DR. Yes. Um, well, and I think that probably the process of defining it is tricky. Is it not tricky? No. It's tri- so I just want everybody to kind of have the same yes. understanding yes. of yes. so that we can continue to talk about it. With you've got your rectus abdominal muscles, which are running down the front of your abdomen. They're, they're like your four pack or your six pack muscles are the ones that are on the right and left side of your belly button. And some people experience an unnatural distance between a portion of the right and left halves, meaning that one of the halves has pulled away from the midline of the body or both of the halves have pulled away from the midline. Um, so that's, that's the definition honing in on the unnatural distance because the right and left half of your abdomen are always separate from each other. They're not the same muscle. They are two separate muscles. And so I think I read a lot of, um, or people send me a lot of like general descriptions of diastasis recti. And it's like the separation of the rectus abdominal muscles. Like they're already separate. They're not connected. They're not the same muscle. So, so that's the definition because they also change distance from each other naturally in some um, incidences like pregnancy but then we have the unnatural distance where it's pulling too far away from the midline. So it is the unnatural distancing of one or both 
halves of the rectus abdominis from the midline. Final answer. Love that definition. Or F.A. F.A. Final, final answer. answer. We're just going to talk in, in uh, <laughs> abbreviations for the rest of time. That's right. Okay. And the first, person, the first person who can translate the entire podcast and get it right can have a free book. They get a copy of the <laughs> Korean Move Your DNA. <laughs> Signed in Korean by Katie Bowman or KB. Right. Okay. 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 So we got that. We got our working. We're, we're, yeah. Here's what we're talking about. DR, an unnatural distance. Mm-hmm. And I like that because that Blowing makes... your mind already, right? Well, I, mean, I just... Thinking about it a little bit. As, as we know, and I won't go into huge detail, but I have had years ago trained in a popular method of healing DR and have over the years figured out different things about it. I'm kind of fascinated with it, like a lot of us are. Judging by the Aligned and Well page, pretty much everybody is fascinated with it. So we have a lot of questions to answer. So I I like thinking of it in that way. That already helps shift the paradigm a little bit. So men and women can have this, right? Babies, children, toddlers. Yep. Surgery aside, which is not really a way of fixing it, but it's a way some people deal with it. Methods of dealing with DR are, they're exercise specific, we had a lot of questions on the Align and Well page, and they were awesome questions, and, and they mean a lot, and I'm so grateful that everybody put that out there. Many of them are the same, and they're focused on what exercises can I do? What? Yeah, they're exercise-specific. Well, I, you know, so, I get so many questions. What I've, this is what I found, and I'm going to preface this by saying that I am writing a small diastasis recti handbook to understand diet. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say diastasis recti? I mean DR. DR, DR. The DRH, which is <laughs> by KB, preface by DH. Um, that is a way of understanding the the part of the discussion of diastasis recti that's always left off, which is the forces. We talk about parts. It's like it's the separation. It's the widening. It's the rip in the linea alba. It's the it's these muscles. It's the failure to use your transverse abdominis. Like we always talk about it like it's a parts issue instead of talking about the forces. You don't have something move away from something else unless there's a force that made it. And so a lot of the correctives that people are looking for are like, what are these five exercises to fix these muscles? Where I'm like, hold on, before you even think about fixing the muscles, you need to understand the forces because you're probably trying to fix the muscles without changing the set of forces that made the condition. So it's like trying to get something to close when you are actively still pulling it apart. And and I think that's why there's so many questions out there that are exercise specific because people are doing those things to fix the muscles without considering the forces or that it's a whole body connection. It's a whole body thing. And that's why there's so many questions and that's why there's so many methods. And it's not just a whole body thing. It's a whole world thing. It's it's you and your environment. It's not, you are not a closed system. The forces that I'm talking about are created by how you move 100% of the time and what moves you 100% of the time, not just the right and left halves of your rectus abdominis. So if I could, if I could, without looking at the list of questions, the questions that I always get are essentially, what exercises do I need to do to fix it? Can I actually fix it? Is like the second one. Yeah. Um, and what's the other one? Like, um, okay, I need to look at the list of questions. It's well, really just I mean, those two things, right? That, it's those two that, things. Well, actually, and, and coming in a, a distant third, 
Splinting and binding and girdles. Oh, right. That's a big right. one that shows up a lot. Yes, yes. And is is binding it from the outside helping or hurting? So right. yes, I forgot. That is actually, I just wrote a section in the book where I listed all of the questions and I knew there was more than two. And that was the third one, binding. I get a lot mm-hmm. of questions on binding. And then a lot of people interested in DR are um, pregnant. Yeah. So then there's this whole other, like, what should I do when I'm pregnant? Should I try to fix it afterwards? It still goes into the category of the first three, but we understand that we're listening, that it's a broad range of interest, but in the end, it's really a narrow band of information that people are, are after. So that all said, where should we start? Like where we have a definition, we have an understanding of what people want to know. And then there's this thing that I'm trying to contribute, which is the problem that you're experiencing with the distance of your rectus abdominis from your midline is a whole body, whole force issue. So I will just say right up front, I have no set of exercises that you can do 15 to 90 minutes a day that will close it so that you can go back on to your regular life. Okay, but before you hang up. But don't stop listening, folks. Please don't stop listening. Yeah, and I say that because... That's just the mentality. We want the we want like the five like give me the five steps, give me the five exercises, well, and and just so you know, for you, for if you're listening, and I hope you are, people, <laughs> but it's good that she got that out of the way because that's gonna it's gonna make you hear what yeah. she's gonna say without looking for your prescription of a hundred whatevers. Okay, right. so right. I want you to, and I just I'll tell you later, but I'm you know I'm tell I'm, them now, tell them now. Okay, you measure your dr dr with. Finger widths is the common way to do it. And we can go into that a whole different time. You can check out a lot of different sites that do it. But I had a huge first baby. I'm a 5'4", and I had a 10.5-pound baby. So I had um, 11-finger unnatural distance between my two recti muscles. And I I'm gonna did... Put, I'm going put to put my fingers together. So you're saying that if I... I had to have somebody up... else come in. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I had, had to have somebody else come in. And all the other issues that went with that. But anyway, I tried for years using um, popular methods of DR, we'll call it healing. And it didn't really experience much permanent closure and created a whole bunch of other body issues that were related to it. When I started doing whole body alignment and whole body movement and alignment, I went from, I think when I started and I met you, I was at seven fingers and with a lot of work, with a lot of daily exercises. I bagged those. I started doing the things that you teach and I am down to um, two fingers in the middle, no sit-ups, folks, and completely closed at the bottom. So so I am the proof, the pudding. You want to talk to me, you can email me. <laughs> but um, and ask five, me. What exercises? Ask, Tell me the 10 and, exercises. And there, and there are no, as I said, there. it's not abdominal exercises. So please do listen to what she has to say. And I'm out. Okay, go. Oh, gee. Well, that's a, that's a <laughs> Drop mic, walk away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> well, yes. And so like, I, I want to say that there's no exercises, but of course there are there's correctives. There's a way to correct the forces that you create with your body 100% of the time that people like you and many, many other people that I've worked with, hundreds, thousands, have brought the sides of their diastasis, recti, dang it, their DR, back to the midline, back back to where 
it once was or closer than it is right now, just depending on the person. So this is a podcast. So it's it's difficult to, <laughs> I guess I don't like, where do you go from here? It's, it's difficult to list, again, what those things are. But in general, I think the way that people approach diastasis, their understanding of diastasis recti is they know that their rib cage, it feels like their rib cage is widened away from each other. Mm-hmm. I get that a lot. That's, that's a, like, yep, that comes up a lot. Like, it's like it's flaring, like yeah. the right left half of my rib cage have been pushed apart. And and I think that a lot of people notice issues after the fact. So like you were talking about, you had a large baby and a large diastasis recti. And this is the kind of stuff that I say that people, I don't know if they hate it. it it's like it flips everything kind of around. I would wager that you probably had a diastasis recti before you were pregnant. Oh, I'm sure I did. And and I also, because of this new literature of the size of the baby and the amount that the mother sits or doesn't sit through the pregnancy, it's that like, um, I think of like the gold like goldfish syndrome, kind of like the, the goldfish gets bigger based on the size of the bowl that you put it in. That when, like people will see, it's like I had a really big baby and therefore I have a really big diastasis recti where I say it, it could also very likely be the other way around where the diastasis recti is giving a particular environment to the uterus as far as pressure goes, right? So if you're missing a muscular wall of support, that there's these pressures that are missing. And we don't know that much really about triggers of growth. We know now that embryonic cells specifically are extremely sensitive to, to mechano pressure, to, to mechanical input. So then you're like, okay, well, if, if we go into pregnancy and so many people, like uh, we think of DR as being a pregnancy related issue, but there's plenty of people who have DR who don't who have never been pregnant. There's also people, and you think of it as like being kind of like a, a lot, like that you would have kind of a, a soft stomach when you see a soft stomach or, or that the, the association is a flat stomach is diastasis recti free. That's a big association. People will think my stomach will finally be flat when mm-hmm. they don't have diastasis recti. And that's, you don't want to start linking those two things together because there's a lot of people who have such flat, tight stomachs that they end up with a diastasis recti. Yep. So, so there's all of this, I think, with the postnatal community, their understanding of diastasis recti is their stomach will finally be flat once it's gone. And then there's all these other people who have always had super flat stomachs, and they are like, why is my diastasis recti here? I do so much core work. And the mechanical component that's the same in both cases is the tension. It's like there's tension. Tension and strength are two different things. And that you can have tension and have a flat stomach and you can have tension and have a very unflat stomach and that there's more going on here that needs to be talked about. So that's what we're doing. We're talking about it. So with the rib cage, this positioning of the rib cage is that you... And anyone else with a spread rib cage probably have been having it for some time. That the tendency specifically to lift the rib cage, to press the rib cage forward, that over time the force, even though you think of like, okay, my rib cage is going up and maybe forward, that the net result, because of the way that the muscles attaches, you're also by the way that you stand habitually, this has nothing to do with how much core exercise you do or not do, don't do, like what you eat. It has nothing to do with that. Just the way that you stand can be pulling the right and the left halves of the abdomen away from each other. 
And that that's what a lot, that's where it starts for a lot of people. And then you take that and you load it with pregnancy or you load it with a big backpacking trip or you, or, or whatever else you load it with. And then you're, structural integrity decreases and then you add coping mechanisms like well i'm going to tuck my pelvis for more core strength and then that makes it worse and that we're just kind of in these loops of coping mechanisms to fix something that was really in the making a long long time ago yeah something that we don't really fully understand at that point when it's happening so yeah and it seems to come up because you know if you've had a pregnancy if you if you were already kind of prone to this widening spread and then you put a baby in there and you put a big baby in there or twins, then then that obviously increases the load. But your muscles should be able to respond and adapt to load. It's just that geometrically speaking, there are things that you can be doing with your pelvis and your whole body way that you carry yourself and the tension in the psoas and the position of your ribs that increase the forces to the linea alba. So the LA, the linea <laughs> alba is a is the structure that in the most simplistic terms, that is the tissue be, we always say like it's the tissue that your rectus abdominis connects to. That's not necessary. That's not really the case. But I think just for right now, it's, it's good enough like that you've got this linea alba and then to the right and left of it is are the halves of of the right and left rectus abdominis. And that the linea alba is a tissue that, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, this is in the book. It's a tissue that deforms very well if you pull the top and bottom away from it. If you trace your fingers down to the bottom of that is your xiphoid process. It's the bottom of your sternum. And so your linea alba is essentially a line that continues down from that and it goes all the way down to your pelvic bone that you've got this long So kind from of, the bottom of your sternum. Yes. Down to the your pubic bone, did you say? Yeah, yeah, okay. to, like, to like your how do we think about it? Like um just to the top of your pelvis, like where your pubic symphysis is where the, the right and left halves of your Okay. pelvis come together. Like you've just got this seam going down and it stretches it actually has give pulling the top away from the bottom. So I I love my Facebook page. I would marry my Facebook page if I could because there's so many wonderful people out there who help like when I have a problem. And one of the problems I had when I was writing this the the DRH which is diastasis recti handbook, <laughs> was coming up with, I like to use um, metaphors, but I like to teach mechanics using things that people use in their everyday life. And I was like, I need a structure that stretches really well when you pull it one way, but not really well when you pull it the other way. And what everyone collectively came up with was if you are a sewer, if you sew, or if you have pants on, you can go cut them open, that if there's a, a piece of elastic that they use in, in waistbands, it gets, you know, really, it gets longer as you pull one end away from it, but like a ribbon, ribbon elastic. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not a sewer, just FYI. So that's why I had problems coming up with this. But if you pull this ribbon elastic length lengthwise, it stretches or deforms. But if you grab the short ends of it and try to pull those away from each other, there's no give in that direction. So your dias- your abdominal contents fluctuate naturally in terms of either baby mass coming and going or fat mass coming and going that it's okay to change shapes that your body can handle changing shapes and so that as your abdominal contents fill the length of your diastasis recti or I'm sorry the length of your linea alba can accommodate that but 
it doesn't accommodate being pulled to the right and to the left very well. So if you imagine a, a pulling away force that kind of is along the plane of a belt that you're wearing, you know, if you think of grabbing the right and left halves of your rectus abdominis and pulling it away from the midline of your body, the linea alba does not withstand that kind of force very well and deforms very easily when you do that. And in the case of diastasis recti, what you need to be looking for are the things that you do with your body that are creating the right to left pull on the linea alba because that's what destroys it. <clears throat> Not the growing longer, but the growing wider. And that has a lot to do with the tension that's in the waist. How tight are your obliques in their relationship? And most of us, how much, how much twisting have you done in your life? Meaning if you are out in the world digging and, and gathering, you would be doing a lot more rotation. You would be using your waist muscles. You'd be like, I think of like um, <laughs> pulling on, like pulling heavy roots out of the garden. You've ever had to do that where mm -hmm. they're deep and you grab and, and and you've got one leg out in front of the other and you're you've got both hands on this root and you're and you're pulling it back. Well, that's a twisting that's a twisting motion. And in nature, you would actually use that quite a bit because the things that you eat, take shelter under, need to pull up and out of your way are usually in the ground, right? So you're you're doing this motion would be a much more natural motion for you. But we almost always just square our shoulders to our hips the end. You've been positioned like that 99% of your life. And so your obliques do not yield very well. And then you go to do a, a twisting motion. And then you end up with this tension between the obliques and the rectus abdominis that your obliques are just in their resting tension because they are so tense and never, ever change in length and have to remain supple that they are just constantly pulling your linea alba away from your diet from your oh, sorry pulling the rectus abdominis away from the linea alba see this is why it's so much easier to put everything in writing and have it no it's good though and and then you're i mean you're doing fine it's you're explaining it well so that side to side tension caused by like those the tension and the the obliques that don't yield when you talked um, earlier about the forward holding or forward pushing of the rib cage is that part of that side to side tension because my brain i'm going well that's kind of like pulling it from above and well, you said it could yield that way well it's not it's not really pulling it above um if if you're looking at it as a two-dimensional thing, yeah, it is. But but when you when you li when you lift your rib cage, you're simultaneously also creating a widening effect. The physics are a little bit it's a little bit more okay. challenging of a model, but it has these elements of right to left displacement, as does. So you think of okay, so we're gonna I'm talking about my diastasis recti. Do not talk about anything north of the sternum because you just said that everything was below you know, the sternum. But here's the thing. Your right shoulder is connected to the right half of your rib cage and your left shoulder is connected to the left half of your rib cage. So when you've got resting tension, so when you have tight shoulders, what does that mean? It means that your arm bone doesn't move as freely at the glenohumeral or shoulder joint, which means that the muscles that go over it, the muscles that attach the arm to the shoulder and also that connect that shoulder to the to the rib cage, when you have a tight shoulder and you pull it back, you're pulling the right half of your rib cage away from the other half and that your upper body is constantly under this 
kind of pull to the right, pull to the left tension. And that when you fix your posture, when you, when you pull your shoulders back, that you're kind of always pulling the right half of your abdomen away from the left half of it because of how tight the shoulders are. So, And, when and you that's have, huge for, I think, male it listeners is. or people that haven't been pregnant to know how this happens. Um, right. Because right. a lot of people that I've seen, they're right. like, well, I didn't have a baby. How could this happen? But right. but this is it's it's all about that tension. And that's thank you for bringing that up. And it's also about how much kyphosis you have. So we we when we measure your kyphosis at the Institute, you line up your legs, you line up your pelvis and then you drop your rib cage so that the front of your ribs, the bottom of the ribs line up in a vertical plane with the front points of the pelvis. And then from there, we can see how much curve to the spine that you have. And then people will say, well, am I, am I supposed to walk around like this? And it's like, no, but what you should know is how you hide it during the day or how you cope with it during the day means that you have to displace the rib cage relative to the pelvis, stressing and straining the linea alba and the abdominal muscles, everything that really connects between the pelvis and the rib cage all the while. So that if you're trying to fix your diastasis recti and you haven't really even begun to consider how your shoulder girdle is pulling on it, then you could be doing a lot of abdominal exercises, even if you were diligent with them, for naught. Not really for naught, but to little avail because the forces placed back on your trunk are, as soon as you're done doing the exercises, are the same ones that made it in the first place, if that makes sense. It does. It's kind of like, you know, can we talk about move your DNA and the orca and the pool again? Sure. So just don't say flaccid. <laughs> flaccid fin syndrome. <laughs> Fla- is flaccid your flaccid's like your word. My sister's word is moist. <laughs> Actually, moist is what it, that was my word before you said flaccid. Seriously, <laughs> moist just makes my skin crawl. But now flaccid. Congratulations. But you do realize that an orca's <laughs> wind will be bo- an orca's fin is going to be both of those things in the ocean. It would be both moist and flaccid. Oh. So you will never, ever get to work at SeaWorld, which is no. good news for you. Yeah, uh, that's OK. So, so your so your orca is swimming and swimming and swimming in the tank, and we talked about you know they tend to swim in a counterclockwise position, um, and they tend their fin tends to collapse to the left or to into the direction that they're swimming because that's the way that the forces walk. In the same way, if you got up right now, in fact, we always take a movement break. Yes. Yes. What if you just got up right now for twenty seconds and walked? in a counterclockwise circle so that you could experience how the forces walking in a circle are different than walking straight ahead. So go up, get up, walk in a circle. It doesn't have to be a huge one. Like the, you know, if you, if you think relatively speaking, the size of a tank to a whale, you know, you can make a eight or 10 foot circle in diameter and then just walk it a few times and you'll feel, you will feel the way the forces load your body. You're going to be heavier on one leg. Get a sense of that. Are you doing it? Are you walking? I'm not walking, but my my cords will get all tangled up. Oh. I roller skate regularly, and they only have you go one direction for three hours at the rink. And oh. then at the end of that three hours, they say, okay, everybody, Hong Kong, it's time to switch directions. And it's it's the worst thing because you don't understand, you know, your, your body's been placing this load in a certain direction for two to three hours. And all of a sudden you have to go the other way. And it's like your your muscles don't work and everything's just off and feels short. And yeah, Three it's, hours? It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I'm going to talk to them this year. 
here and say, come on, you know, break yeah. it up a little bit. Because, yeah. It's, we used to always have all Some skate- people just sit down because they yeah. can't skate the other direction. Yeah. All skate change directions used to be my favorite. They used to always say that um, at the roller rink. All skate change directions. But they would change it like every 30 minutes. So See, you might just talk to them. I, th- I think I'm going to talk to them because, yeah, it is crazy after three hours. What Can I ask you a quick question? Please. I ask you questions all the time. What? This is a, this is a th- this is a throwback going out to all of those from the eighties. What was your favorite song at the roller rink when you were like twelve? Okay, I'm the worst person for you to ask this to because I learned to roller skate last year and I'm forty three. Yeah, yeah. What? And well, now and favorite? now my whole family's hooked. We all have our own skates and you know we we boogie down. But yeah, isn't that lame? I know. What about now? What is it now? What is it now? Um, when, they, when they play it, what do you get excited about? Can I tell you? Can I tell you know you what more? I get excited about? It's Electric I, Avenue. Do you remember that song? They play that. We're gonna at, rock yeah. down to Electric yeah. Avenue. Yeah, they play that. So that's like, mm-hmm. you know. Throwback. Yeah, that's my age group. What about you? Raspberry Beret by <sighs> Prince. Raspberry Beret. I bet that oh was my perfect gosh. for roller skating. It was so good. Mm. It was so good. And, um... Yes, but I, while I love Raspberry Beret, I will turn the radio station on anytime Purple Rain comes on. So it's not that I'm a Prince fan. It's just Raspberry Beret. Oh, God. Long, long strokes with your legs on the, oh, yeah, you grooving. Know, you know, you've had our listeners walking in a circle um, now Raspberry. for... <laughs> all, all skate change All skate change directions. Raspberry Beret. Feeling good? Feeling it, people? There. Okay, so um, yes, make sure that when the show's over that you walk for two minutes in the other direction, please. (laughs) That was a called an aside, right? That was a big aside. So, okay, so I'm surprised that I actually can remember what we were talking about before. But the thing is, the fin is being pushed in. So if the, the fin of the orca was to be fixed therapeutically. So the fin is, the orca is now going to physical therapy for its, we'll just say folded Fin. We won't use the other F word with the L-A-C-C-I-D in it. So it's folded over and you go to physical therapy and you get your exercises to strengthen the fin to the other side and you foam roll the other side out and you straighten it all up. And that's amazing. But then you go back to swimming in the same way that pushes your fin back over. Do you see what we are doing with our corrective exercises? We are correct we're about quote balancing out the lows to straighten it back up for the 15 to 90 minutes a day and then we go right back to swimming or walking standing moving sucking your stomach in talking holding your pelvis holding your ribs wearing your shoes whatever that folds it right back over again meaning that you're you can't make a structure strong enough to withstand the forces that you place on it all the time. Or if you do, that really you haven't righted the structure. You haven't righted the structures. You haven't balanced out the structure's forces. What you've done is you've created a set of forces that are equal to, in magnitude, the forces that were pushing you over, which is also not the the correct resting state of your trunk, meaning that you would have to be creating continuous forces in your fin that would oppose the ones created by swimming. And that's that's really what happens when people have a lot, a lot of strength. They're, they've got so much tension that eventually you will create a failure in other places. So you don't want to cr- 
fix your diastasis recti by creating so much opposing tension to the counterclockwise forces that are pushing you over. You want to get rid of the counterclockwise forces. You want to only be creating forces that support your structure naturally. Well said. That's excellent. Thanks. Do we have to pay royalties every time that song's played? Good God, I hope not. It wasn't really played. It was just you singing it. So it's kind of, you know, that's okay. It's like happy birthday. Yeah. We play the trail in. Yeah. I think it just basically got Prince a thousand sales right there. I think, in fact, they probably owe us. You're probably going to get a thank you card. It's going to be purple. That's what's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Everything he does is purple. He lives in a purple house. You're going to get a purple thank you card. It's not even he. It's a sign. It's a symbol. Yeah. Well, you're going to get your symbol on a card. and He's going to be like, thank you. Thank you for increasing sales of this 25-year-old song. Or I don't know how old. I don't know how old. Well, I think, you know, listening to this... It's so important to understand that. And if you could just get it out of your... Understand that it, it's not the exercises. Yes. It's but not the exercises and, and that it's so much more of a big thing. And while it's not the simplest prescription, I think it's worth looking into and following that thread. Yeah. In and fact, I, think, I know it. Well, and I and so to, <laughs> to amend are there are no exercises. Of course there are exercises. There are a lot of them. It's just the exercises don't look like you're expecting them to look. Right. It's not a short list. It's not about your trunk. It's about your whole body, head to toe, and how you move all day long. So mm-hmm. if you want to sign up for that, you can, and then you can have a similar experience. I'm so glad that, you know, you're hosting the show because this show in particular because you've, you've had the experience of, of trying just the correctives and then trying corrective exercise as you change your load profile, as you've changed um, a lot of things about the way that you move. And so think outside the core, even to fix the core. Awesome show. I could do this a thousand times over and, and we might have to just because it's so, it's interesting stuff. It is. It is. And it's big. And once you start to feel the results from connecting with that in that way, it, it changes a lot. A lot comes together with it. So the, literally, the core, it, 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 literally. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's it's connected to everything and everything's connected to it. So Well, and also, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, maybe you don't have DR, but your shoulders, like your your shoulders and your sacrum problems and your foot problems. Like it's, if there's one thing that I'm trying to teach is... Everything matters to everything else. And I know it's not popular just for the sake of time. I don't think it's an unpopular position. I think everyone kind of gets it. They're like, yes, but time, the time that I do or do not have in my life is limiting it. So, And I, I understand the need to organize things so that people can prioritize it. I do get that. And that's why I'm writing the DRH. H- by the KB. DRH by KB. Because I, I do know that that's what you need. And... And so look for it sometime next year. If I'm not hanging out at the roller rink too much now. Do you have one there? No, we don't. We don't have anything here. Fiddlesticks, boy. That's business idea number 8,262. No, but I could walk in a circle and put on prints for 20 minutes. Switch directions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that your skates don't go all flaccid on you and stuff. I appreciate how much time you've given to this today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You know how much I appreciate you? How much? I think I love her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you're awesome. You could just sing that all day long. 
I could, but yep. I'm not going to. What are you just? Gonna, <laughs> what am I going to do instead? What, what are you going to do instead? That's constructive. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I already told you I'm going to walk in a circle listening to Prince. Okay. I, have I earned not that? Yes. Sorry. That's how she's going to move her DNA, folks. That's how I've decided to move it. Yep. Reverse skate. All skate. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. There's another favorite. Yeah, see, that was my favorite disco song. When I was a 90s clubber was that one. No, I was not a 90s clubber. I was not allowed. But I think I'm maybe a few years younger than you. Yeah, I've got some gray hairs on you. All right. Well, I hope you have an excellent rest of your day. Thanks for talking about this. Yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you later. Ciao, baby. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit Katie Bowman's edutaining blog, katiesays.com. For books, online classes, downloads, and continuing educational courses with Katie, visit the Restorative Exercise Institute at restorativeexercise.com. Her most anticipated book, Move Your DNA, will be available in September 2014. You can learn more about Danny Hemet at moveyourbodybetter.com and dannyhemet.com.